Have you ever been asked to lead prayer for a group? It can happen on the spur of the moment with little to no warning, and there is nothing like being caught off guard. But there are some things we can do to make such requests more comfortable. My name is Dorothy Ann Webster. This Pray Together podcast is on leading public prayers. In the best case scenario, when we are asked to lead prayer, we are given advance notice. It is nice to be asked far enough in advance of an event to be able to collect our thoughts and maybe even write them down. This most often occurs when the request is to offer a prayer for a worship experience or other formal event. I've had any number of people tell me they love to pray, just not out loud or in a group. And there is a difference between private prayers and public prayers. In private, we voice our confessions to God and are very free to be very specific, even detailed in unburdening our hearts. In private, we voice our concerns for ourselves and for others and can feel free to share those concerns with God in whatever amount of detail we know. In our private prayers, we talk with God about all sorts of things, not only confession and intercession, but also about decisions we're weighing, feelings we're having, and personal issues. In all of these examples, our conversation with God is private. All of that information can be a bit too revealing when we're praying with others. When we're asked to pray in public, as Lawrence Hall Stuckey writes in his book, Let the Whole Church Say Amen, we are being asked to serve in a representative role. It is our task to express the desires of the group for whom we are leading prayer, rather than just our own desires. Stuckey goes so far as to say, the prayer leader is expected to represent before God all of those who are present, so that at the close of the prayer, all can say with integrity the ancient word of assent, Amen. That's quite a task and can be a bit overwhelming. Therefore, it really is best when we can have some time to prepare our hearts and minds and to write down what we believe we're called on to say. Whether we actually read from that manuscript or simply use the discipline of writing to clarify our hearts and minds about what we will say, it is important that when we are leading prayer, our words not sound stiff or stilted, but rather have a naturalness to them. It is helpful to keep a few guidelines in mind as we prepare to lead public prayer. Several guidelines I would encourage a prayer leader to consider are keep the circumstance or situation in mind as you prepare. What are you being asked to do? Offer a blessing over a meal? Then stick to that. Lead prayer at the first of a worship service? Then offer a prayer of openness to God's Holy Spirit moving in that service. Whatever the occasion, keep the prayer on target. And be concise in what you say. Don't go on and on. I shall never forget the first time I was asked to have the blessing at our extended family's reunion. When I finished, a cousin told me that that was the last time I got to say the blessing. I went so long he was afraid the food was going to get cold. Keeping the circumstances in mind also means thinking about the group you're leading in prayer. Leading prayer for a group of children can be very different than leading prayer for a group of senior citizens or business executives. Don't offer a sermon in the disguise of a prayer. I expect most of us have heard these prayers, and I dare say a lot of us have been guilty of offering them. I confess I probably have been. We think we know what the gathered group needs to hear or needs to pray, and we take the prayer as an opportunity to tell them so. This is not the time to be speaking to the gathered group. It is a time to speak on behalf of the gathered group to God. Don't use flowery language. Flowery language sounds like the Gentiles about whom Jesus warned when he said, 
When you're praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Matthew 6, 7, and 8. Speaking with the same vocabulary we would use in conversation with the group better conveys the hearts of those gathered. At the same time, the language used should be concise, direct, and respectful. If we're asking God to heal someone, then say that with faith that God, who is the great physician, will know what needs to be done. Don't be afraid of asking for what is needed. Stuckey calls this praying with vigorous verbs. He points out that the Lord's Prayer is a great example of praying with vigorous verbs. Jesus said to pray, give us today our daily bread, not let us today find our daily bread. And he said, pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Not, we hope that we may be forgiven as we hope to forgive those who sin against us. Think about what your words really say. For example, please don't say the word just every other sentence as in we, we just come to, to worship you, Lord, and we come to you, Lord, and, and, and we just want to praise your name and we just want to worship you. Using the word just in those ways diminishes the meaning of the activities mentioned. There is nothing small or insignificant about gathering to worship, praying as a group, or praising God's name. Those occasions are powerful opportunities to encounter the Holy One. Let our prayer language reflect that truth. Use language that is inclusive. Instead of saying, I pray, remember your representative role and say, Lord, we pray. When representing both men and women, use statements like, we your children, or as brothers and sisters together, we offer our hearts to you, God. In this way, we include everyone in the gathering in our prayer. When offering prayers of confession, be mindful that sins vary from person to person. We humans can be pretty creative when it comes to sinning, after all. Therefore, more general confessions that encompass a wide variety of sins are preferable. For example, we have failed to be an obedient church is more accurate than we never read our Bibles. Do not make promises on behalf of God in prayer. Rather, as the Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians, make your requests known to God, simply, directly. We can trust that God loves us and wants what is best for us. God will answer the prayer in the way God knows best. Of course, there are always those times when we are asked at the last minute to lead prayer. When that happens, take a deep breath, consider the circumstances, and stick to the topics at hand. If it is to be a prayer to begin a class or a meeting, ask the Holy Spirit to guide that activity. If it is a prayer intended to lift to God the prayer requests that have been named aloud prior to the prayer, offer prayers for healing, guidance, or whatever concerns have been voiced. If the occasion is a prayer over the offering, it should be just that, a prayer offering the gifts we bring to God in loving worship, keeping the circumstances in mind, sticking to the topic at hand, and being both direct and concise in our language can keep our prayers on track and aid us in offering the prayers of the gathered body to God. You can find many more resources for leading public prayer in the book, Let the Whole Church Say Amen, A Guide for Those Who Pray in Public, written by Lawrence Hull Stuckey and published by Abington Press in 2001. It is an excellent resource that goes into much more detail than this podcast will allow. 
Thank you for being willing to lead God's people in public prayer.